Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. I, I flew been... in here to the city. I'm, I've got arms and legs going everywhere. There's such, plenty happening. You're such a wheeler dealer. You know, like oh, man. there and everywhere. Wheel and, and dealing, <laughs> you know, face mask on still, but that's all good. Absolutely. I am, <laughs> no, I am, we are flying into the air and I'm sure you listeners feel the same. You're just like, where has the last two years gone? Yeah. And suddenly we're, what, the first week of Feb, it is flying along. I'm still thinking of season 2019. It's like nothing happened in between, you know. I know. We're 2022. It's I three know. years ago. It's <laughs> like, who won the last tour? Um, it was um, Froomey. Yeah, yeah. Or whoever it was. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're not that bad. Yeah. So you just flew in from uh, Adelaide because you were at the Tour Down Under, yep. a, a, a lighter version of the Tour Down Under this year. Um, but let's wrap up this whole summer of cycling. Uh, it's always a festive season for cycling uh, in Australia. And the TDU did not disappoint as well. No, it gave us, it gave us plenty. And look, Kudos to the organisers, and I'll preface that I work directly for the organisation there, not for TV, so I'm directly sort of uh, dealing with the event manager and coordinator, And but they do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone anyone who can put a, an event on through a COVID period, which we're sort of hopefully at the tail end of now, um, it's been a tough couple of years for them. For, and we for, know South Australia has been very... Uh, strict as yeah, well on their COVID yeah. rules over the years. So and it's as never much as, easy. Yeah, and as much as it's a government sort of owned and run event, this the the, the tourism sector and, and the people who run the, the, the TDU or the Santos Festival of Cycling, as it's been known the last two years, they still answer to the government officials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to choose if the event goes world tour or not. So they've had a tough couple of years. But look, they put on a great event again and they really supported the Aussie scene and... For me, the big highlights, I was, you know, sort of thinking earlier this morning, oh, what, what are my big highlights of that? It's actually probably the women's race mm-hmm. um, because it was a big field, one of the biggest fields they've had, like the national road titles. They had one of the biggest fields ever and all these new names popping up. Yeah. And to me, I think, wow, our future is really bright, really, really bright with women's cycling. We know it is with men's, yeah. has been for a bunch of years. But now we're seeing this emergence, I think, of these sort of young talent, um, older, mature, but new talent to the sport as well. Mm -hmm. And then we're seeing sort of the old guard still, you know, there mixing it. Um, Yeah, it's really exciting to see. And and of course, we're going to keep um, promoting it for the next few months. (laughs) The the return of the women's stage race, Tour de France, is only going to add fuel to this to this um it's it's, it's quite interesting actually and it's a debate i'm sure we'll have this year all across our podcast and and, and our broadcast but uh, 
the fact that the Tour de France is only one more race. The, the circuit is, the, the, the World Tour is already there for the women. Yeah. But it's the Tour de France. Yeah. yeah. So it's changing the game without changing the, really needing to change the game. Yeah. Tour de France is changing the game. So th this is a pivotal time for women yeah. cycling. And, and and just to, to, you know, say you think, oh, we're, we're sort of embellishing or we're, we're going over the top. I've spoken to a few women, current and former cyclists. Mm -hmm. I won't say their names because I don't want to get them into trouble. <laughs> but the difference is, say that the Giro della Donna, uh, or the... Uh, Giordone. Giordona. I'm thinking Giordona, <laughs> the, 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 the Grand Fondo in Melbourne. Who's living in Italy here? <laughs> Who's living in Italy? You. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so that was sort of the, the biggest, the last few years, that's been the biggest women's stage race, right? Yeah. And it's, it is, it's quite big. Just starting, it's only just getting TV coverage, but really limited. But also, what a few women did say to me is, it's actually quite, it's not a very well-organized race. Okay. So the, the organization needs to improve a lot. Whereas we know 100% the Women's Tour de France is going to be schmick. It's going to be live broadcast every day. Yeah. The whole look and feel of it will be hopefully very similar to the men's look and feel on the outside. And we know the racing is going to be spectacular and we know the best women will be there. So already, we're already putting the bar high. Yeah. And But I'm really confident we won't be disappointed either. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, if we go back to the, the TDU, do you think it would be hard for the event to go back to a world tour status next year, potentially? Uh, and what would that do for the Aussie scene? Because at the minute, we talked about it, for the last two years, the NRS level was able to uh, be shown and, yeah. and, and battle at the highest level you could go on the day in Australia. But they won't be able to do this next year if it goes back to inverted yes. carbon normal. Yeah. What would that do as a collateral effect? Yeah, it's a really interesting point and question. And someone else said that, made that point to me just earlier this week. Said, oh, gee, it'll be a shame next year. It's great. We want the World Tour back. And I hadn't thought of that. So, yes, there's not much we can do about mm. it. And I think if you have, if you have to choose, um, we've got to create more races for the NRS, but we have to go back to World Tour. The, the sport needs to, and I think the, in the, the sport in Australia, because it is the first World Tour event of the year in a normal year, and then the same goes for the Cadell Evans Road Race, yeah. the first one-day World Tour race of the year. Um, so, yeah, they'll, 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 all the systems are in place. The, the TDU organisation, as I've sort of already alluded to, is a well-oiled machine. They really are. And they've had event managers change over, the years um they've had coordinators change as well so i've worked with sort of a number of different people so the roles have changed but they've got this slick well-oiled machine you know mm -hmm. and yes they do have a good budget when it's at its capacity for world tour and they are they're going to have it return next year um and i also believe that cadell race will return as well as a world tour for the men and who knows maybe for the women so what what does it do what do the nrs teams do They've just got to find other racing. They're, they have got other racing. What it did do is give them a bit more coverage mm -hmm. and obviously live live streamed coverage. Um, it, it gave them a bit more kudos for their sponsors as well. But it's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, okay. You know, it's just one race mm -hmm. that they miss out on. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Tour of Saudi uh, because mm. this is on SBS uh, right at a minute uh, and it's going to be until uh, this weekend, I believe. Uh, Tour of Saudi, what a grueling race it is, yet alone for... 
the planes and <laughs> the planes that oh no uh, yeah that tell us to... about this come on <laughs> well it's been it's been a you know for a couple of ra- uh, stages is uh, is and we only take the uh, the world feed on this yeah, so disclaimer. of course we we haven't got our own SBS plane and our own SBS crew over there yeah um, and then basically. I fell for Anthony McCroskin because yeah. he had to cover a long time. So uh, they had a fixed camera on the finish line. Yeah, pretty only, much. Yeah. And the planes couldn't get up because of what snow storms. Yeah. Snow. Sand storms. <laughs> snow. I don't think so, there's snow in sand. <laughs> uh, but before we go into the race, I think it's very familiar for you. No? Is this something you've done yeah. before? Yeah, you're right. I, I, there was one time I remember the Tour of California, which is a race sadly not on anymore, but it was a great little tour. And of course, SBS showed it. And Tomo... And I were in the in the um, in the studio. We had no commentary. We were just doing hostings, I think. And we literally for the whole stage, we had no pits. The whole stage. It poured rain, so the choppers couldn't get up. So the only shot we saw was the last three hundred wow. meters, <laughs> and it literally just came up. And we were sort of getting information that they were getting towards the end, and we we're looking at our <laughs> clocks. So we we're doing a rough estimate. The stage was this long. We're hearing random information and literally the, the 300 meters to go was the shot, the only shot we saw <laughs> and Brett Lancaster, the Aussie, yeah. uh, who's now a, a director sportif with Ineos, he leads the sprint out and because I know Brett quite well and know his style. I was like, I was able to pick it and call him across the line that it was the craziest sort of two hours of coverage we ever so did. So how do you do this? Do you talk about, you know... Well, we had highlights, I think, of the previous day. So, you, as you know, you, you know, you've got all that stuff on file. Yeah. You go back to some archive stuff, <laughs> you churn it out, and then you go, okay, we've done all that. Now what? Hopefully live picks. Still no live picks. So, oh, let's go back and look at that race again. <laughs> but it was crazy. So, not, you feel from across. Yeah, it. absolutely. And it's none of SBS's fault. I'm sorry about this. But uh, it's, it's also, let's talk about the, the racing, actually. Yes. It's been a good little tour. Uh, good success for Caleb Ewan and also somebody else. Yeah. So, first stage win, first stage, first win for Caleb of the year. So, that's great for him, for us, Aussie fans as well. And then I think the more important one here, Dylan Granovagen for Bike Exchange Jayco. Remember, he was the guy who, um, well, for lack of another word, but he knocked off Fabio Jakobsen in Poland a couple of years ago. Jakobsen almost tragically died. He didn't. He's back now racing and at his best again. But Granovagen took a nine-month suspension, struggled a bit coming back. Green Edge, the, the, the Australian World Tour team, Picked him up. It was like the last, last rider of the trade season, wasn't yeah. it? It was the last name in the hut. And I, I went it... when I, when we heard he did it. I said, "Masterstroke, yeah, absolute masterstroke." He's still quite young, and now he's got a win on the board. So, How important is it for him, knowing everything that has happened, to have a win that early in the season? Is that going to unlock his massive? Mor- I think it's massive psychologically, and I think last year for him was still a. He's coming out of his suspension. It was a recovery year. year. It was it was still a recovery year. Even though people say it was the year before when he got rubbed out, it was still he was still finding his feet psychologically. And I think the whole COVID thing for him compressed it as well as yeah. it was tough for every rider. So for now, Grunewagen, this is a real fresh start. Brand new team. He feels like he can really leave the past behind him. So this is massive. And I would say right now, Grunewagen, I know it's so early, but you've got to you've got to put him on the short list for the Tour de France. Yeah. Because he's potentially a two, three-stage winner. And he potentially, if Caleb is the quickest in a straight line, Granovagan is his 
biggest match. And, and depending on how he's it's shaping as well, it could mm. be a green jersey. Oh, sort totally. Of a, sort you don't of contender know. as well. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. So no, that that's huge for them. Um, yeah, that was that's Saudi. So Saudi Arabia, I think it's until uh, until this weekend uh, on SBS. But there's a big news for French cycling. Oh, Brian Cooker. <laughs> Brian is, Cooker. Yeah, yeah. Come on, t- tell me because I want to hear it from yeah. your ears. From 500, your 500 days since his last victory and he has a win. <laughs> for BNB Hotel. B&B yeah. Hotel. I'm actually really happy for him because he's this guy that, you know. He keeps on I trying. Think, he I keeps think on he's trying. destined to win a stage in the tour. Yeah. And I hope he does. Being a Frenchman, he's ridden a bunch of them. He's had podiums. He's had top fives. He just can't nail one. But he's that sort of crafty sort of track rider, or he's you know he, he comes from a track background. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got some stuff. So five hundred days—that is a long time between drinks. So how it? how good does that feel? Do you think after five hundred oh, days, it's? I don't think I even went that long. <laughs> I mean, my wins weren't as big, but you know, <laughs> a wins a win. I always said so. But five hundred days—that is a, that's a year and a half. Yeah, that's a it's long, a long, long time. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, so we are happy for BNB Hotel as well. Screen, good for the sponsors, I should yeah, say. Yeah, and then BNB Hotel is such a really good. Britney based team yeah. uh, and, and they, they keep on trying and they're knocking at the door you can't you, you know, know so. what I can tell you though you can't swing a cat in their, in their hotel room I know I, know. <laughs> I if tried been too far. I tried it didn't go down well <laughs> yeah the cat suffered you know? <laughs> but yeah they are very tiny budget hotel but uh, it's a budget team as well but you know, yeah. We're happy for them. Do they, do you reckon they stay in the BNB hotels? I'm not sure. Do you, you, do you think in your contract yeah, when they sign it. for the team, they go free stay at the BNB hotel? You go, uh, well, you'd but. at least. I mean, you think Cockard with his victories, like, I want a room on my own. Yeah, exactly. At least, yeah, you got the single underneath. <laughs> or the, no, the double underneath and the single up top. Yeah, yeah. check them out online. It's, uh, it's actually <laughs> worth, uh, worth having a quick look. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Wonder Kid, Evernapol. Uh, the the Wonder Kid from Belgium, yep. one of them, yep. uh, because they've they've got a few uh, coming up as well. Uh, it's good. It's good start of the season for Evenepoel. It was chaotic last year, of course, massive crash. Yes, we know what happened to him. Uh, he struggled in a, in the Grand Tours, but uh, it's shaping it to be a good start of twenty twenty two for him. Yeah, very good. So Valenciana is another one of those early season tours that's on and becoming more popular. Actually, the last few years, so he won. I think he won the opening stage, soloed in. And his teammate Jakobsen also won. So remember, Jakobsen is that guy that was knocked off yeah. by Grunewagen. And, and he, you, he, had a, he, he was brilliant last year. I think three stages at the Vuelta. Yeah. And you know, uh, Jakobsen's win is the 850th win for the team. Which Ridiculous. is ridiculous. Like 850. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> they're only 150 wins away from 1,000, by the way. That's, that's a little <laughs> And you know they will do it. Oh, yeah, they're going to do it. And uh, Patrick Lefebvre. Quick, quick step, of course. Yeah, yeah, very. He's, but what, he's what, a controversial it, manager, isn't he? Yes, I suppose. he is. Yeah. But, you know, uh, sometimes you need characters like you this. Do, you do. In you sport. do. You, you, no, you're Although, when he talks about women cycling, it's more than controversial. Yeah, it's, yeah. We don't so, sometimes that. there's a line and you just don't want to cross it. No, no. Absolutely crossing it um, quite often. Um, uh, but what what do we make of Evernapol? You know, it's it's going to be a big year for him this year because uh, is well, he going to do the tour? Exactly, is the question. Will he ride the tour? Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm he will convinced. ride the tour. No, I think they've already had some chats about it. I'm not sure if they're talking about the Vuelta being really good for him. Um, so he may not. I mean, or does he want to go back? To, has he got unfinished? Well, he's obviously got unfinished business at the Giro. Mm-hmm. Does he want to go there? Because remember, he didn't finish it last year. He was in that. He was right there, right there, right there, and then just capitulated yeah. um, in that last Crumbled sort of week. Completely. Yeah, who knows? And then the classics. 
you know, any of the early seasons, Liège based on Liège, is he is he going to target that? But for, you've for got sure. Alaphilippe, see. Exactly. As well. So In the team. But yeah. also, if you look at, you know, in terms of the classic, what this is shaping, and this is what we want to say in this podcast today, what this start of the season is shaping, is shaping an amazing period for the classics. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you've got all your usual culprits that will be here for the classic. But then yeah. even Napoli is here as well. You know. Can I tell you one thing? Mm-hmm. Now, this is a good point. You've brought it up. Guess how long until the first classic? This is, and I, I've got... The first classic for me is Het Newsblood. 45 days. 22. Whoa! 22 days, brother. <laughs> it's here. It's 22 here. <laughs> days till Het Newsblood. It's, it's always traditionally It's the basically end of three weeks. It's in three weeks' time. It's crazy. <laughs> and it, you know, if you don't know, if you're listening, you're like, Het Newsblood, what's that? It's no, the it's old good... Het Volk. It's a mini version of Tour of Flanders. They literally go over a lot of the similar climbs. But it's a 200-kilometer classic normally, whereas Flanders is 270. And it is, it is, you know, it's just one step below. It's like Gent-Wevelgem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's at one level below the Monuments uh, Classics. 22 days. That is exciting, isn't it? I can't it? wait. We are Absolutely. But this is the thing. Like we, we know the season starts, literally the season starts or just started in Europe mm. this week. You know, yeah. Valencia, uh, Etoile de Bessege, it's really, those those events are the signal of the, oh, you know, the, it's... the European season starting. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, there's so much more racing coming up as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Pitcock. Uh, yeah. Great result, world champion. Cyclocross. Uh, cyclocross world yeah. champion. Of course, uh, the grand uh, Vanderpool wasn't here. No match with Vanderpool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but... It doesn't take away from the win from Peacock because he's also Olympic champion on a, on a mountain bike as well. Let's yeah. remember, uh, but uh, quite a spectacular win and quite a spectacular way to cross the line as well. Yeah, he did a Superman. Yeah, yeah, he 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 showed us um, how good his um, planks are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> across the line on the saddle. Um, no, very good. Uh, it was in the states, obviously. Only the second time ever the World Cyclocross champs okay. have been in the states. So I'd like to throw it out there that Australia should yep. put in a bid. Problem is, it's summer. Yeah, <laughs> when they would have them, so they'd have to well, have them in August or something. They September. they're just happening to have the Olympics in Beijing and making snow. Uh, that is so true. We can make rain or yeah, we can make yeah, water. Yeah. I, I like I like popular, the idea of a September maybe yeah. down in Tassie or somewhere where yeah, somewhere it's muddy, well. muddy cold, yeah. muddy and wet, and you know find the wettest place in the country. But cyclocross, that scene of cyclocross, we we talked about it before, but uh, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah. we need characters like the Vanderpool like uh, Van Aert, mm. like uh, like Pitcock, to yeah. carry this version, like this part of the sport oh, it's, across. It's becoming massive. I mean, I just got myself a gravel bike, you yeah. know, which is a you know another hybrid of the cyclocross. But it is. It's it's becoming more and more popular. Anyone can do it. They're on closed off circuits, so it's safer in terms of you know no traffic management stuff like that. Um, no, no, it's it's huge. And I, look, it'd be remiss of us, of course, not to mention Mariana Voss. Yeah, that was her, my next point. Her eighth. It's incredible. Her eighth yeah. cyclocross world title. I believe that's correct. Um, is she the goat? She's Male the or goat. female? Yeah. I She's got to be. Absolutely. She has to be, doesn't she? Absolutely. I just, I know it's a debate that's sort of been had a few she, times. She's the, she's the Serena Williams of the, of the cycling world. She's, she's the greatest, I think. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, now she she really is. She's got, and you know, what what is she going to deliver at the Tour de France? What will she do there? Remember where year? it finishes. 
Oh, the way he finishes yeah. Planche des Belles Filles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that last stage already uh, makes everyone salivate. Oh, finishing yeah. a tour on a, it's like finishing the tour on Ventoux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome. It's, it's going pretty to crazy be, when you think and, about and it. And Planche des Belles Filles has become, in a very short space of time in the history of the tour, it's iconic. This iconic yeah, mountain, absolutely. Hasn't it? Uh, so coming up uh, in, a, in the next few uh, weeks, uh, in, in, in the week coming up uh, ahead of us, uh, Melbourne to Warrnambool. Second oldest race in the world, yeah. Yeah. It's always a fantastic event, the Melbourne to Warrnambool. Yeah. It's fast, it's furious, it's long, yeah. uh, it's windy. Uh, and and what, what can you tell us about this race this year? There's yeah, a look, man I and a woman race. Yeah, there's a, there's a standalone women's yeah. race. Um, there's been the Matilda Reynolds, actually. She's won the last... She won it twice. She's won it twice. Back she's to won back. the last two editions back in back. the men's event or yeah. the, the combined event, let's call it. But now they've got a standalone women's event, which it's totally... About time, it's due. Um, they'll go a little bit along the Great Ocean Road. The course has changed the last couple of years. So still that, I think, great finish up Raglan Parade, I believe, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. And the last year, you know, that brilliant win by Jensen Plowright, a sprinter, attacked them literally as they came onto Raglan Parade. And it's that sort of dual lane um, road as you come into Warrnambool. The road finally opens up off the Princess Highway. So it's got this iconic finish about it. You know, and being the second oldest race in the world, it's got obviously this history that is so, so deep. So that will be good. We'll be streaming it again yep. on SBS. So that should be great. And of course, the women's race as well. So Gracie Alvin will be joining us for that. And of course, Matty Keenan will be at the helm. Um, yeah, and look, it's just good we're showing more of these sort absolutely. of Aussie races yeah, absolutely. Um, live. And, uh, of course, there's a tour of Gippsland as well coming up. Yeah, tour of Gippsland. Uh, I believe that's three days. So that's – actually, that's before the Melbourne Award okay. in a couple of weeks' time. So plenty happening, plenty happening. Absolutely. And then, as you may have heard, we are pretty excited about uh, all this. Uh, one last mention before we close this podcast – Egan Bernal. Mm. Egan Bernal had a massive crash uh, over the last few days. Crazy. Uh, and absolutely crazy. We don't know exactly know the details. I think you believe he was on his TT bike. I believe and, it was on his TT bike. Ball. And there, he's hit a bus or a bus has hit him. Yeah. But what we know is uh, there was a message overnight, uh, 20 fractures and yeah. two uh, lung punctures in two places. Yeah. So pierced, both lungs pierced, 20 bones, broken knee, femur. Similar to Chris Froome when yeah. he only did his femur. 11 ribs. He lost a tooth. He's had multiple sur surgeries. They believe this is the last. They've just had the last of his major surgeries. Yeah. And it was a real success. But he's lucky to be alive. Mm -hmm. And once again, it just shows how quickly the best in the world, you can be the best in the world and how quickly you can be back down to ground zero. Yeah. So... Look, we're lucky that he's still here with us, and he's. And actually, he I think we well. shouldn't even question now if he's going to come back and when he's nah. going to come back and so on. Nothing else matters. He's is is won the Tour de France. Yeah, and, and he's won the Giro. He's won the Giro, and yeah. then you know if if this is the end of his career, it's already an amazing so career weird. from the age. Yeah. But he's alive. Yeah, and this is the main thing. And but the crash must have been horrific. I don't think we realised initially. No one realised. There's no thinking about it. We didn't realise, did we? When news first came through. We heard fractured femur, yeah. that he's stable and he's okay. But a femur, broken femur, as we know, it's already is big. serious yeah. for a cyclist especially. But then you hear more, wow, he is very lucky. And, and I, we, we won't end this on a, on a, on a sort no. of dampening, dampening note, so let's talk about something after this. But 
let's just give a special mention too to Amy Peters. Remember yes. Amy Peters? Yeah. So she's out of intensive care, but she's still in a, I believe she's still in a coma, but she's breathing on her own. Okay. This was in December. Yeah, this is so a long I, time. I'm just bringing it up because we're all in this bloody sport together. Let's send her some yeah, well 100%. wishes. It's, um, yeah, and absolutely. hope that she makes a recovery. Yeah. And just to conclude this podcast on, on, a, on a lighter note and maybe to please our executive producer as well because yeah. she's an absolutely dying fan of Valverde. Valverde oh had a God, win. The old dog, eh? The old dog <laughs> like, will not go away. You know, we're talking about the, the career of Bernal being short or yeah. potentially short. But Valverde, how long he's been? And he's and won he's again. He's had a win. <laughs> he's had a win. He is. And don't rule him out. Don't rule him out for anything this oh, year. Oh, he'll... he'll he, he will win big this year. He could win Liège. He could... He could, he could be world champion at the end you of the just, year. Imagine if he won the world title. Yeah. You go, geez, I better go around another year. Like, well, yeah. it is phenomenal. What is he, 41? 41. And the hilarious thing, David David Rebelin. Remember Rebelin? Yeah. Last century, the yeah. guy was a yeah. pro. Yeah. He said that this year will be his last. Guess how many years he's been racing? 30. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years. I retired when I was 31. Do you know you're being lazy, Maka? You're being, <laughs> do you realize that? I feel that? it. I feel it totally. Revelin's older than me. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't think I'm that old. Yeah. Revelin's still going. Yeah, crazy. he's just a little bit older than me. Yeah. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Maka. Thank you. Bring on this, uh, let's get ourselves stuck into this season. Hey, can't Absolutely, wait. absolutely. This was the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au. Cycling Central or Logger Rides with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.